Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Oh Deary, Deary Me. I'm Caroline Deary, and today our guest is an Australian actress. You may have seen her in The Conjuring 2, scary, or more recently, The Legend of the Five. She is a certified personal trainer and co-founder of Feel Good Fit Club, helping many achieve their goals to healthier minds, bodies, and spirits. I have never met a more encouraging, positive, genuine person, and I'm so proud to call her my friend, Lauren Esposito, everyone. Hello. Hi, sweet one. How are you? I'm good. Oh, that was such a nice intro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got to hype you up because you seriously are like one of the coolest, most down-to-earth people I know. Oh, you're a doll. Okay, so... I love the story of how we met. Um, I was coming to your house to see one of your roommates who I was friends with. Mm-hmm. And I popped in and I I think we weren't wearing the same sweater, right? I think we were wearing like the same like colors or something. It was, we were wearing like very, very similar outfits. Uh-huh. And, the, but you had the sweater on that I had at my house and yeah. then I was like hi we're, we're just gonna be best friends okay literally like as soon as you left like left our house that night I said to Quinn um my roommate I I said to him I was like look like I know I'm gonna be best friends with this chick <laughs> oh it was so sweet like and it was right before quarantine too mm-hmm. and so it was kind of crazy because we were just starting to become friends and then all of the shit happened in 2020 and we've kind of been able to like FaceTime and grow our friendship through that. Yeah, totally. Honestly, like, I don't know what I would do without FaceTime. I know. It's just, it's helped so many relationships and being able to, you know, keep in contact with your friends and your family, especially when people are like overseas and like yeah. you know what I mean it's great yeah because you are so far from your homeland I know my homeland it's a bit far mm-hmm. away right now isn't it <laughs> just right now yeah <laughs> okay so intro questions that I ask everyone what's your sign I'm a Virgo baby second Virgo on the show second <laughs> guest yeah there's something going on with me and my Virgos we love it. We love each other. We mm-hmm. do as Virgos. Okay. And then what's your mantra at the moment? So I feel like this has been my mantra for like most of the year, especially like since COVID has like struck. Um, it's definitely like do what makes you feel good. Mm. I just, I fully, fully resonate with just that whole phrase just because, you know, like why, why live a life that you don't feel good about and like why do things that doesn't make that don't make you feel good like I don't know it's just like it just really like hits me mm-hmm. do what makes you feel good simple life can be so simple you know and mm-hmm. sometimes we overcomplicate it with like unnecessary drama or like pushing ourselves beyond what we're capable of and it's silly sometimes it's just like no do what makes you feel good absolutely and what made you laugh recently? <laughs> so the other night um, mm-hmm. I was like in the living room watching Grey's Anatomy, obviously, like I am every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and my boyfriend <laughs> Rob was in our room and then the doorbell rang 
And I was like, okay, like maybe he ordered food. I get to the doorbell and I get to the door and he had ordered for himself this. And keep in mind, this boy is a small boy. He had ordered (laughs) two medium sized pizzas from Pizza Hut and like 10 cinnamon rolls and this like cake thing from Pizza Hut to himself. And I was like, baby having a party like what are you doing and he's like oh like there was a deal <laughs> like, <and just laughs> there like, was a deal he would, just, he would just like sit at the freaking kitchen table and just like eat all of that shit and I was like I was like you are so lucky you're so you're so small because like that's so funny like, do what makes you feel good baby it, honestly that did not make him feel good let me tell you that but <laughs> it was just so funny I was like you are literally a child that is great I want to do that tonight honestly not a bad move (laughs) not a bad move okay so what's your background give us a little overview of your journey and how you got here in this wonderful city so um, I've been like a performer since I was literally since I could walk um Mm -hmm. I started singing when I was five in the Australian girls choir oh bless me um and I like I traveled like pretty much around Europe and around Asia when I was like 11 with them I was like the youngest girl that went went on like one of their big tours um, oh my gosh yeah I like always forget I did that that's um, so crazy yeah and then after that we so I was born in Adelaide in South Australia and then when I was 14 my mum got a job and in Melbourne and so then our whole family moved to Melbourne when I was 14 and then I kind of, I didn't stop singing, but I kind of like just kind of put it on the like back. Um, and then I started getting into like musical theater. So I did like a few like productions with musical theater and I loved that cause it like incorporated acting and that's where I like realized that m- my love for acting. And so after that, I just found a manager online. I don't even know how I did it and I don't know why she took me. She's still my manager to this day in Australia, bless her. Wow. Um, and I just like submitted my resume that had literally nothing on it and mm. some and a headshot that I had just gotten and she, she took me on. Um, and then, yeah, and then after that, I just started doing like auditions. I did a few master classes here and there with casting directors and stuff like that, just to like get my foot in the door a little bit in Australia. Mm-hmm. And then... And then after that, I, I, but at the time, I would think I was about, I had just turned 17 at this point. And then I went to America. I went to LA for the first time for like a masterclass course for like a month Mm -hmm. with these like Australian actors. And we like met all these casting directors and directors and producers and managers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then during that time, I was picked up by my first American manager which is like the coolest thing in the world because just having an American manager as an Australian, it was just, it's just so cool. Hmm. Especially like when you are so young and you haven't really spent much time in LA. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And then after that, I like came home and I just did like a bunch of like self tapes and stuff for projects here. And then I booked, this was in my senior year of high school. So I was, I was 17 and I, I booked my first series regular on, a big Australian show called Love Child. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then 
literally once I wrapped that show, I got a call from my my American manager, my Australian manager, and my mum was on the call as well because she's like kind of my manager as well. <laughs> um, and yeah, they were just like, you've just booked a, a Warner Brothers feature film. You're flying out in two weeks to film The Conjuring 2. And I was like, oh my God. I I just like, I remember the day so well. And I, I was still, I had I still hadn't rapped on Love Child. And I was like, in my senior year of high school and I was just like oh, like what what is this like I don't wow. I, I barely went to school that year like yeah so yeah I, I went back to school and I told my teachers look I can't do my exams I can I pass high school still mm. <laughs> like um I ended up passing thank goodness um but I didn't do all the exams so I didn't get like that score that you you get to go into university I don't know if you guys in America do like something similar but yeah, so I just I just like passed. I got my certificate for high school, and then I went and filmed The Conjuring. And then after that, I pretty long story short, I I got my my O one visa from from that and a couple other projects. And then I've I've been living in LA for the past four years. Yay! Yeah, that's amazing. Sorry, that was super long. <laughs> no, no, that was so great. I'm like so inspired that you just as a young lady like went online and you're like ah what the heck I'm gonna submit yeah I, yeah I didn't know what was going through my mind but honestly it, it worked I think <laughs> thank goodness yeah what has been the biggest like cultural shock of living in Los Angeles I think that everyone is so like in your face mm, yeah. <laughs> all the time like like in Australia, like everyone is so chilled and relaxed. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm all good kind of thing. But here everyone's just like on the go all the time and like hustling to like get their careers off the ground. And which I think is awesome. Like I, I, I love that so much. But yeah, that was definitely a culture shock because Australia just isn't like that <laughs> at all. Yeah. I think that's been one of like my favorite things about you is that I do feel like you make time with friends I mean as much as you can during a pandemic but like mm -hmm. you do make me feel like a priority and our friendship a priority when we're in a town where a lot of people like it's hard to develop deep meaningful friendships because there is so much hustle and bustle going on and exactly you know, I feel like a lot of people here are also just watching out for themselves yeah. Which is hard as well because you don't know, like, you don't know who is genuine mm -hmm. because everyone, everyone's here for themselves at the end of the day. Like, no one's really here for anyone else. Um, yeah. Because everyone is sacrificing so much. So you never, like, blame anyone. You're always like, yeah. if anyone has to cancel last minute for an audition or whatever it is, it's like, oh, of course, like, get that bag, go for it. But yeah. It yeah. Everyone knows. Such a, like, a... Um, I don't know, kind of a lonely town, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of good, good things to come of it. Absolutely. And there are also a lot of good people here. You just, you just have to find them. Right. Okay. So how did you get into health and fitness? So basically I, when I moved here, this is, it sounds so LA, <laughs> <laughs> basically when I moved here, um, I just, you know, like when you get to LA, like everyone is so like health conscious and everyone's like, I don't know, like vegan and whatever. Like everyone is just so focused on what they look like. Yeah. And so being a little 19 year old, I, I was like, oh, like I have to like, I have to lose weight. I have to like 
be stick thin to get auditions and roles and stuff like that mm -hmm. and so I and, I and like I was always a, a small person like as growing up I was always quite little mm -hmm. um and so I didn't even I didn't even need to lose weight at all but you know when you get in that mindset and being around like the culture that that is Los Angeles like it's very hard to get out of yeah so I, yeah, I started doing like those, uh, how do you pronounce her last name? Kayla Itzines. I should know. I'm Australian. I don't think anyone knows how to pronounce no. her last name. <laughs> but anyway, because she was like the, the craze at the time or whatever. So I would do like all of her workout guides in my apartment and just like so much cardio. And I would, I would eat as little as possible because I just thought that's what you had to do to like mm -hmm. look good. Um and so I just went, I just went into a bad mindset of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, like as you restrict your, your diet throughout the week and then it hits the weekend, I would just like, just binge so much food because my body was like starving mm. and doing that for like almost a year. Like I was just like done with it. And yeah. it's, it's really sad too, because like there are, there are ways to, to, there are ways to reach your goals without having to do that. Right. And so, yeah. And so basically when my mum came to visit me for my 20th birthday that year, um, we ended up just like finding a gym near my apartment and she signed me up. And then I got, basically, I just, I got into strength training and lifting weights and stuff. And that honestly like saved me <laughs> so mm. much. Cause I just, I just kind of realized that and also with like social media following girls that are strong and like that preach like lifting weights and feeling good and feeling strong. Like I started switching my mindset to like to, to more that. And I was just like, shit, like I feel really, really good and I feel strong and, you know, I can eat the foods I want and I know that I'm not going to like gain 20 pounds from eating what I want to eat, you know? Right. Yeah. And, okay. and yeah, and I just, I fell in love with it and I, yeah, I, I fell in love with it. And I think it's just so important to, especially for girls wanting to work out and stuff to find something that you truly love and not, not to, not to, not to find an exercise or a workout routine just because it, you'll lose weight or you'll look a certain way. I think, and that's why I said with my mantra, like do what makes you feel good mm. because at the end of the day, that's, that's the most important thing. Wow. That's amazing advice. Whether it's like yoga or spin classes or whatever mm. it is, as long as you're just like moving your body in a way that feels good. Absolutely. Um, for, it's so interesting because for me, I, when I was in high school, I struggled with my body and my relationship to food and working out. And then when I moved to LA, I had kind of like an, adver an adverse effect for some reason, which I was expecting it to be kind of worse when I got here but for some reason I like gained weight and I was I don't know if what I was doing but I was just kind of like well I can't compete with all these supermodels so I'm not even gonna try and then I kind of lost myself and then I couldn't rely on like a toned fit body I just had to be like okay I'm not treating myself well and what do I like about me as a person so that I can love me enough to try and just take care of myself, not to like, I guess, fit in or do anything for the media, but just to 
like me and feel good in, in me. So it was, it was a weird journey, but. I love that so much. And the thing is, like, we all have to realize that everyone is so different and everybody is different and we all have different genetic makeup. And, you know, like some girls can't, some girls are just like born with curves and, or, mm-hmm. and then there are other girls that are just more slender and that's just genetics. And like, I feel like just accepting your body for what it is and trying your best to love yourself for the way you are is just so, so important. Yeah. And that's how I like, I, I followed similarly with you, like following people on Instagram is so important because I was following in high school, I was following like Instagram models only and I would look at them and I swear I would cry. Mm. I would just stare at the screen and cry and be like, why don't I look like that? But then I had to shift it. And um, I mean, my therapist, I had a therapist for this and she told me like, obviously don't feed your mind. And it was sounded so elementary. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, don't feed my mind with these Instagram models. They're not doing anything. I didn't realize the effect that it had, but there, obviously there are Instagram models out there that are positive, but I just wasn't finding them. Mm. And so finally I found like pages on YouTube that were, um, women like with all different body types, like some, someone had an amputated leg and she talked about what she loved about her body and just like women in different phases of lives, like all kind of encouraging themselves on camera and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I like flooded my mind with that. Oh, I love that so much. It's so, it's so, it's so important to have that, that stuff in your mind, you know, and you gotta, you gotta remind yourself too, like those Instagram models that are super, super thin and have a, like a perfect symmetrical face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm sure girls look like that in real life, but also you've got to re- remind yourself that Photoshop is a thing and Facetune oh. is a thing. Like there aren't many girls that don't use those kind of apps. Yeah. You know, so it's like you, you just got to keep reminding yourself because no one looks like their Instagram feed like every single day, you know. I certainly uh, don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I know. And there was like a really weird thing in high school too, because I tried to be that I tried to be perfect on Instagram. And I remember like being so afraid of meeting people or like showing people that knew me off of Instagram to like, and being like, Oh, they're going to see me in real life. And they're going to figure me out. They're going to find out that I'm not like that skinny or whatever. Silly. Silly. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I feel like it's, it's a journey after all, you know, like fitness Mm -hmm. and health and body positivity. Like it's a journey. You're, you're not going to be, you're not going to be body positive, like body positive every single day of your life. Like I, I wake up some mornings and I'm just like, Oh fuck. Like, like I don't look good today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like every, everyone has those days where you just feel shit about yourself and like, it's normal, but you just got to like, pick yourself back up and like not focus on that and focus on, you know, go out for a nice walk in the sun or like make your favorite coffee or have like your favorite breakfast or whatever. Like just do something that makes you feel good because dwelling on that all day, like I used to do it all the time and it sucks. Mm. And it's just such a waste of like your energy and your time. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. 
it's definitely really weird because, you know, I could recognize that there was so much going on in the world, but I was still so focused on myself and my body. And I was like, why is it that this is my biggest problem in my life? And I felt like shame for it. But um, yeah, I think as I, as I've grown, I've just gotten more tools to combat the feelings, but they, the feelings like, you know, it's a journey. It never truly like fades. You just get better at dealing with it. Yeah. And you got to remind yourself too, that people aren't looking at you like that, like how you're thinking of yourself. Like no one's, when you like are walking down the street or at the shops or whatever, like no one's looking at you being like, Oh, like she looks really bloated today. Like no one is looking (laughs) at you like that. Like, and if they are, they're, awful like you know what I mean like yeah no no one is looking at you the way you're thinking of yourself in that mental headspace that negative headspace you know that's a good thing to remember yeah and that's like even when I had acne because I had really really bad acne for some reason in college um I would like cover it up with makeup and I remember once I was finally done I would show my friends like the pictures of me without makeup. And I was like, yeah, this is what I like went through. And now I'm on the other side. And they're like, what? We didn't even notice. Was like, really? Yeah. They're like, we didn't even know it was that bad. I was like, okay, good. Cause I tried to smile through it and makeup <laughs> with personality. So everyone, everyone has their thing and their own insecurity. You know, right. it's not, you're like, you're not the only one that has insecurities because every single person on this earth has them. Yeah. That's always a good thing to remember. Yeah. Um, What keeps you motivated? Just like remembering that I feel a hundred percent better after I work out. Um, Mm. Yeah. I just, I just love the feeling it gives me after working out and I just feel a lot stronger. And, and even if it's not, even if it's not like doing like a workout, it's like going for a walk or even just, just moving my body. Like I know that it makes me feel good. So that, that in itself just like really keeps me motivated. Yeah. Um, Do you have any tips for staying healthy during the winter and the holidays? Yeah. I mean, look, I know that it's rough to work out during the winter. Like I'm even feeling it myself now, like getting up, like early in the morning when it's freezing and you just like, you'd rather just like cuddle up in bed. Like I totally get that. And I wish I could do that every day, but but I know it's probably not good for me. Um, Just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, just, I I would say like, if you really, really struggle with it and and if you're trying to make it your routine and if it's not a part of your routine to start off with, like just popping your workout clothes, like next to your bed on the floor, like, so it's there. Mm right when you wake up your shoes your water bottle your active wear like just put it to the side and so what the first thing you see when you wake up and turn your alarm off is your active wear so you don't need to like get out of bed and like scramble for a sports bra and leggings and whatever like it's already there for you mm-hmm. um that's like a big thing and also like like i don't know whoever if you guys whoever are listening can you know work out with friends i don't know where everyone is in the world but like find a workout buddy, like, or even like a socially distanced workout or something like that. Um, that, that also keeps, used to keep me really, really motivated as well, especially in the winter. Cause like, you don't want to like let down your friend. So like if yeah. you set a time and day or whatever to work out, like you're going to do it, especially if you're doing it with someone. 
and just like make make like a good like workout playlist that you love and that always that always like gets me in a in a better mood as well and coffee coffee works wonders <laughs> yes yeah that's a good reminder because I fall victim to like the winter blues even though I live in sunny Los Angeles yeah we can't talk because like it's like like 50 degrees shouldn't be cold <laughs> I know it's ridiculous because I my favorite form of exercise is running so I'm like it's too cold to run but it's literally 75 <laughs> degrees and we sunny. are the worst here <laughs> yeah I'm like I can't even step outside it's too cold I'll sh- shiver sh- cold to the bone um but yeah I kind of had an epiphany today that was like it's not fun to work out in the winter, but I even I'm very aware that my mental health has um, it struggles during the winter. So I was like, OK, if I'm not going to work out for my body and like whatever it is, I have to work out for my mental health during the winter. And that's I don't know. Maybe that's my new tactic. I love that. That is so important. All right, so today Lauren has some Aussie slang prepared for me, and she's going to try and stump me, but I don't know. I watched a lot of Australian TV, so... Oh, you've done your research. Yeah. Try your best. Okay. Um, My dad's going to love this. Um, The (laughs) first first one is, nah, no worries, mate. She'll be right. Okay. Um, she, who's she? Maybe she it could be anyone. It doesn't have to be a female. Mm-hmm. So it's just like any situation is a she. And like, don't stress it out, friend. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. You okay. got it. That one was the easiest one though, so. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, okay. Next one is, nah, he's got Buckley's. Mmm, nah, he's got Buckley's. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that means his teeth are messed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm crying. That's not, that's not, no. Not it? <laughs> Let me, I'll, I'll help you out a bit. Nah, he's got Buckley's chance. Nah, he's got Buckley's chance. So... Like, there's no way he's going to do it because he's going to mess it up. Kind of. <laughs> okay, what is it's it? It's kind of like, it's like, nah, like, no shot. Like, that's not going to happen. Ah, uh, no, nah, he's got Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, um, Next one is, God. next one is a chop short of a barbecue. A chop short of a barbecue. These are good. You're actually stumping me. Okay. Um, a chop short of a barbecue. So, a chop, a barbecue. A barbecue, a chop. So, if he had just a little bit more going on, then he'd have something going for himself. But he's just missing it just by a little bit. Oh, my God. Um. I mean, kind of, but not really. <laughs> think of okay. it like, 
do you, do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, they're a bit daft. Like, oh, they're oh. a bit dumb. You know, like that cookie jar um, analogy? Analogy, is that what's called? Uh, wait, what cookie jar? <gasps> like the... <laughs> oh, no. Now I sound like I'm a chop short of a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well that yeah that's what it is like oh they're a bit dumb like oh they're a chop short of a barbecue that's amazing <laughs> wow you could really say that about anyone and they would not know they would not know <laughs> they'd be like i'd be like oh my god thank you <laughs> oh man i'm crying that's so good um and then the last one is nah mate you're taking the piss oh i got this one taking the piss it's just like you're joking, right? Yeah, like yeah, like oh, you're like yeah, yeah, like oh, you're make like you're pulling my leg kind of thing. Yeah. Well done. Just, you got two out of two out of four. I'm halfway there to being a certified Aussie. <laughs> Would you guys ever say Aussie though? Aussie. Yeah. Or yeah. Is it like? Yeah, I say I'm Aussie. Oh, okay, because I don't know when people say Cali. You're like, no one in California says Cali. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I say I say that I'm Aussie. I say I'm yeah. Aussie to, like, other other Aussies. Like, I don't say that I'm Aussie to, like, an American. Mm. They know I'm Australian. 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 So cute. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we're going to get into Taylor Swift's new album, Evermore. Whew. Let's break it down. We haven't really discussed our thoughts and feelings to each other on this, and we're both big Swifties. So, immediately, what are your thoughts on the album? I did love it, but I also love anything that Taylor Swift comes out with. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was very, it was very, very similar to folk, 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 folklore. Oh my God, I can't speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was very, very similar, but. Yeah. I I just anything she comes out with I'm just like oh you're so good (laughs) yeah she can literally come out with uh like I hate to bring up Kanye West but you know how he did that poopity scoop oh yeah like if she did that I'd be like oh wow Taylor wow that was so good Taylor (laughs) (laughs) yeah I totally yeah but I will say like it's like it's like it's not my favorite um yeah but it might be a grower because that's how I felt about folklore. I was just so bummed because it wasn't lover. That's the thing. Like she came out with lover and I was like, I don't think anything can top this. And I still don't think anything can top it. Cause it was so good. Like just yeah. the range of songs, like, and like the different genres that she had in it. I was like, Oh my God. I know she really took us there with lover, but it's funny because I remember listening to lover the first time. And I was like, Ew. Really? Yeah, for some reason, which I'm just, I've, and then about a, mm, three days later, I was like, the fact that I ever cringed at this album is like slanderous and just so incorrect. So right. I, tr- I like lost faith in myself. <laughs> I remember when it first came out and I was in, I was in Brisbane filming um, a movie and it came out and I was like, I, I listened to it first at the gym before I went to set and I was like, oh, and then I like got to set and I was hanging out with one of the actors and I was like, 
I was like, girl, like you have, like, have you listened to it? And she was like, no. Nah. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to listen to it right now. And we like sat in our trailer before we were called to set and we listened to the entire thing and just like mm. had a dance party. And we listened to it every single day while we were working on that, on that movie, every single That's day. So cute. Yeah. I love when albums have such a strong memory tied to them Yeah, and nostalgia factor. It's like, they automatically go up in the ranking. Absolutely. Yeah, that that I think that's honestly why Lover is my favorite one too. Okay, wait, Lover's my number one in our in my album ranking. <gasps> Stop it. I know. I, it used to be red for the longest time. And that's, yeah, that's also good. Yeah, but then when this album came out, I was like, wow, I think I really, really have Lover at the top. She just can't do wrong. And it makes me like so angry when people <laughs> are such a hater of her. I feel like that has um, subsided, though, because it was really bad for a minute. And now everyone is – I feel like everyone's pretty much on board. Everyone – yeah. I think, like, especially after her documentary came out, like, if any yeah. of you guys who are listening haven't watched her documentary, watch it. Like, the, the one the one that came out, like, a year ago or something. Yeah. Um, and we've grown up with her, too. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. We've had – all of her breakups, like, coinciding with our breakups, mm-hmm. and then now she's happy, and it's just so full circle. It is. It's so full circle. But I love it. I love being a part of the journey. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so I'm going to give my album ranking. Uh, she has nine studio albums, and here it is. Starting with number nine, we have her debut self-titled album, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Reputation. I know it's pretty low on my ranking, but yeah, it, it I'm just... not a fan of that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. I actually bumped it up because it used to be below. It used to be my last one, but I bumped it up because I was like, wait, dress, call it what you want to, mm-hmm. getaway car. Maybe I was just being harsh because I didn't like the snake, like dark um, aesthetic of it. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I know. I think I might be too harsh on it. I'm, it might change. Um, and then seven is Evermore, which also might change as I grow to love it. But for now, I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know. And then six, Fearless. Five, Speak Now. Four, Folklore. Three, 1989. Two, Red. One, Lover. I agree with every single one of them except for the Reputation one. I'd, where would I'd, you, yeah, where would you put that? I would put that uh, maybe above folk, folk, folk. I can't say it. Folklore. <laughs> folklore. <laughs> wow, you put reputation at four. Yeah. I think I might be the uh, only one though. But you know, do you really like pop? Yeah. Then that makes sense. Yeah. I get that because it's a great, it's a good pop album. I love pop. That's why I have. Lover in 1989, so high up. Yeah, yeah. Lover is just so good. It is so good. What's your favorite song? Oh my god, I was literally about to ask you. (laughs) What's your favorite? Um, well, it's changed, but because Cam, um, my boyfriend, in case anyone doesn't know, um, he never listened to pop music really before we started dating, and. I don't, I kind of just introduced it to him and he 
clung to the song I think he knows oh I love that so much (laughs) which is so funny I was like what and this his jam like it is his jam he will bump it and dance in the car so unashamedly and just go all out so I feel like that one kind of has to be my favorite I love that so much god bless him yeah um mine i i've loved it from the beginning was paper rings <gasps> no i know it's like what? wait why I, it's just fun like it's it so fun. it's so fun and it, like it's i don't think anyone really likes it but i just like like I just remember like singing to it like in the car all the time and it's just like it's just such a fun song. No, it is fun, but it reminds me of a Target it commercial. It does. I love it. I like I can't listen to it without like the big red circle coming in my no, mind. I love it. I oh, I think you've just ruined the song for me. But... <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm about to ruin a song for you on um on freaking Evermore. Because I heard someone oh, say God. that, okay, so you know the song Marjorie about her grandma? Yeah. Someone said it sounds like a Jesus song. <sighs> because it does. Because it's yeah. like, what was once dead is now alive. It's alive. Oh, no. And it's like, okay, wait, this is a church song. But also, it's a really sad song yeah. that I can barely listen to anyways. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like... Grandy, I gotta call my grandma. Aww, yeah, I feel like a lot of a few of those songs in that new album is quite sad. They're very sad. Yeah, um, but my favorite would definitely be "Nobody No Crime." Oh yeah. It's... Do you have a top three ranking? No, I've just I think just I haven't listened to it enough. I've only listened to the whole thing once. Okay. Yeah, I I did like that song. I what think... was it called? Thea Theodora. Is that what it's called? Dor- Dorothea. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Dorothy is good. It gave me Ophelia vibes. Mm. Okay, I think we should go through. I'll, I'm going to go through the songs and we'll state our opinions yeah. on them. And then I'll give my t- top three songs on the album. Yeah. Willow. Um, So good. It was, she said, here's a little bit of um, an upbeat song as a treat. That's what she said. And when she says, wreck my plans, that's my man. Oh, I was like, ah, yes, that is my man. Yes. I love that song. I did like it. That was a good one. And I'm happy um, she put that, she gave it a music video and mm. it tied into the Cardigan music yes. video. Because I feel like Cardigan was one of my favorite songs off of Folklore. Oh, yeah. And so like them being like sister songs, I'm like, Super yes. cute. Yeah. Okay, Champagne Problems. A lot of people have compared this song to New Year's Eve or Day from um, what what album? Reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good. And it's about like two college sweethearts that uh, have a failed proposal. But, you know, I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I did really really. Yeah, it was it was kind of. Yeah, it, it's not like significant to me yeah it's like i'm not gonna skip it it's not bad enough for me to skip and it might grow on me but yeah okay gold rush yeah that was a good one i enjoyed listening so fun but i'm trying to like decode all of it and i guess it's just kind of like 
I don't want what every like if everyone wants you I don't want to compete for your love kind Mm -hmm. of thing um and I feel like in a lot of her music she's referenced like and I'm very suspicious that everybody here wants you from the song Mm -hmm. lover so and the the word gold the color gold has always been associated Mm -hmm. with her love for joe so i'm like is this a personal song about how she was feeling um when they first started dating of like but i don't know i love that you've just gone so in depth with this (laughs) oh i dive deep so deep tis the damn season um is gave me like hallmark vibes like a Hallmark Christmas mm-hmm. movie where like the girl from the big city goes home and she hooks up with her like <laughs> her high school boyfriend and realizes that everything she needs is on the Christmas tree farm yeah. at home. So cute, cute. but not the best. Um, again, I don't no. relate. Okay, tolerate it. Thoughts? I don't think I can remember that one. You gotta tolerate remember it? I've been listening to it all once. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just like going in. Tolerate it reminded me of a married couple. Um, and it reminded me of like a lot of sad women that are queens that are not appreciated by their by their men. And you know, my favorite line was like, I used all my best colors to paint your portrait. And I don't know. I felt like it was very relatable oh. and might make a lot of women feel seen i love that happiness good message yeah Yeah, it's a good message for anyone going through heartbreak because it's like yo there's going to be good times and we had good times i don't have to villainize Mm -hmm. you which i think is like i think that's an important message especially for young girls yeah like yeah, you don't have to villainize someone. If they didn't do anything to... hurtful or wrong to you, like. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, she's, there's a line where she says something mean. And then immediately she's like, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> and it just kind of was like a really, Raw. it takes you through the, the process mm-hmm. of heartbreak and like. But I was a little bit bored. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um. Dorothea, like yeah. we said, Ophelia vibes, Coney Island. Um, the the intro sounds exactly like Little mm. Things by One Direction. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. And it's a very pretty song. Once you get to the end, it makes me want to uh, listen to the National because I'm very unfamiliar with them. Mm-hmm. But I was bored. Yeah. Oh, that was. Oh, now it's giving me like One Direction vibes. I need to watch. I need to listen to all of One Direction now. <laughs> oh yeah. You just need a, a full day where I had like a cleaning day where I just oh, I love listened that. to One Direction. Um, Ivy. I, I is, liked Ivy. It was good. She does cheating songs she, very yes. well. <laughs> yeah. And the word incandescent that she mm-hmm. used in it. I was like, didn't she use that in um, folklore <gasps> in the song? The other yes. cheating song? So... That might be the same affair. It gave me, like, the notebook mm-hmm. vibes where she, like, cheats on Cal yeah, yeah. or whatever. And I, at first when I listened to it, I was digesting it as a romantic song. And I was like, oh, I'm covered in you. 
And then I realized it was like a cheating yeah, song. I'm like, uh. Yeah, but um, you got to represent the cheaters out there. <laughs> Taylor is doing it for the cheaters. Um, Cowboy Like Me. Oh, did I skip No Body, No Crime? Yeah, I guess that I one's the best one. Well, here's the thing. I was listening to it and I was like, did Carrie Underwood write this? But I love that. I love Carrie Underwood. Yeah, but I was like, I just can only imagine this as Carrie Underwood's yeah. brand. But I do love, I, I did like it. It's it's enjoyable. It was just like kind of hardcore in a way, which I yeah. loved. It's a bit different. Yeah, so the, sto- the storyline was like her best friend gets cheated on by mm-hmm. her husband and then the husband kills her Something like that I don't know it was kind of dark but I loved it so like the husband kills the wife so he can be with his mistress and then the best friend kills the husband that's a lot yeah like, thinking about it now I'm how like, is oh. <laughs> how is everyone like in this town kill just everyone? like <laughs> yeah and then cowboy like me, I was also mm. bored. It was like cute, but um, it wasn't it, anything like memorable. Yeah, I feel like I still have yeah. to dissect that. Long story short, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very like. I feel like this was the one song on the album that was really personal to Taylor, like, because we're used to albums with Taylor that really dive into her personal life and then we can kind of like dissect what's happening be like oh I think this is mm-hmm. about this person or whatever and like that's always been kind of fun to have her yeah. diary but she's not really doing that anymore um which is cool too but this song was like very much a page out of her that diary yeah mm-hmm. and you know it's like long story short very flippant um it was a bad mm-hmm. time but now everything's good, and I'm like, yes, I think anyone that's kind of had, like, rough relationships in the past, and now they're with someone that's really great and happy can relate mm-hmm, to absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, we already talked about Marjorie, the grandma song. Closure. Closure was a rough song to mm-hmm. listen to. Because the production was trying to do something artsy, yeah. I think. They were trying to trying to say, like, hey, this is um, how it feels when you, like, want closure, but you don't need it. And, like, because she says your name still spells out pain, but I don't need your closure. Like, I'm fine. Yeah, that kind of contradicts it, doesn't it? Yeah, so I think, like, the chaoticness of it was supposed to be represented mm-hmm. by the production but I just don't want my ears my ears were upset <laughs> with me why are you making me listen to this they were yeah so I don't know that I can ever okay. play it again but if it was arranged differently I'm sure yeah. it would be a great song no hate to the production because they're amazing but no, no for me. it's a no for me um evermore the last song with Bon Iver. Yep. I love Justin Vernon. He saved the song for, for me. But after they did Exile, wasn't as good. it's like, yeah, it wasn't I agree. as good. 
But and 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 it ended on a sad note, and so did folklore. They both ended with kind of sadder mm-hmm. songs. So I'm excited for the bonus tracks because I think I they'll be so. happier. And yeah. lift our spirits. Look, girl, we just need another lover. We do because we're both just girls that are in <laughs> love with our man and we just want to see her happy. I want to see her happy. Because yeah. that would make me happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Okay, here's my top three songs off of Evermore. At number three, Gold Rush. Number two, Long Story Short. And number one, Willow. Yeah. I think I need to listen to it again, but I still love Nobody No Crime. I don't know why. I think that's definitely number really one. Willow would be second. Um, I need to listen to it again mm-hmm. to figure out my third one. Yeah, it's definitely the more you familiarize yourself with an album, obviously, the Absolutely. more you fall in love with it. But this is where we I are right it. now. I love the commitment to it, too. Yes. So good. I'm I'm hoping she does like a a long pond session for oh, this one yeah. too, like she did. Cause I think more when I hear more backstory and her thoughts on makes it makes you fall in love um, with it a little bit more. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you to the Swifties that are listening to us really dive into this. And if you're not a Swifty and you're listening so to this, sorry. Wow. <laughs> We're I'm not sorry. <laughs> Maybe you learned yeah. something, okay? Open up yourself to Taylor Swift and let her become your it. religion. All right. Well, thanks, Lauren, for being thanks on the so show. I've had a freaking blast. Yes, you're so amazing. And I I love all the words you speak. I love your thoughts. And I can't wait to social oh, distance with you yes, sometimes. Probably in Probably 2021. 2021. Well, that was so fun to have Lauren on. Thank you guys for listening so much. And it's been a few days now since I recorded this podcast, and I have to say a lot of the songs are growing on me, especially Tis the Damn Season, even though I don't relate. What a bop. Yes, it's been so fun. You can find me on social media at Caro Deary. Have a great week. I'll see you all next time. Love, oh dearie, dearie me.